0: Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirits and spirit decks in the world of Magic the Gathering. On this episode, it's pre-release weekend. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Modern Horizons 2 is here. I hope you're happy. I hope you're jovial. I even hope you're giddy because I know I am. I'm going to give you my personal top 10 and uh, I hope you agree with me. Also, last weekend, there was an MTGO Modern League Challenge. I'm going to look at both top eights. It was on Saturday and Sunday. And there was a gentleman, a friend of the show, who made top 18 on that Saturday. And then finally, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking for the best of the best, the cream of the crab, the creme de la creme, in the shout-out section. Did you make it? I hope so, because I'm your number one cheerleader. So you know what? Let's get this episode started, shall we? Let's go. Yeah. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode. I am your host, Dwight. A.K.A. Blanco a medium that wears an extra-extra-large. I have a special guest in the house. That's right, my beautiful, wonderful wife, the one, the only, the ravishing Renata.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, the voice of an angel. Obviously, not Sarah angel, but you know we're not going to go there. There's a reason why I'm kissing her ass a little bit tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And let me begin by telling you why you haven't heard me on the air. What ha- happened was that on last Wednesday, not this Wednesday, past, but the previous Wednesday, uh, I did a show with a friend of the show, uh, Peter Velko, and another gentleman named Matt, and we were going to do the Modern Horizons Two uh, Legacy Edition, where we're going to pick out what cards we're going to stand out in Legacy. And it was a great, awesome episode. Unfortunately, due to unforeseen circumstances that were beyond my control, uh, the file got corrupted, my devices here went kaput, and I was stuck in a situation where there was nothing I could do. So, thanks to my beautiful, wonderful wife... Uh, She helped me uh, get things rolling, and I was supposed to have an episode put out on Sunday, but unfortunately, uh, the person that I had scheduled had a scheduling conflict, and hopefully, they're going to be with me this Sunday, so that's the reason why you missed me, and I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I got several emails from you. Uh, so uh, I, I apologize, but I'm back. I, I, I'm 100% about transparency and being honest with you. So don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, I have my uh, Twitter account, MTG Ectoplasm. You can also email me, like many of you did, at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. And then my website, mtgectoplasm.com, where you can see my latest and greatest episodes and my short yet extensive spirit content library. All right? So, that's what I have to say about that. Now, before we begin, continue beginning this episode, uh, there is a new LGS that just opened up in the New Jersey area. Since New Jersey is one of these few states that we have now gone maskless, and we can sit there and go out and hang out and do things, there's a new LGS in the Hoboken area. I want you to check them out. They're Magnolia Gaming in Hoboken at 79 Hudson Street, Suite 103 LL, Hoboken, New Jersey. You can find them on Facebook at uh, Magnolia Gaming Hoboken, and they have a website, magnoliagaming.com. All right, tell Mike while you're there that MTG Ectoplasm sent you, and please support their LGS. I'm going to bring them up a little later on the show, but I wanted to say that because, you know what, Uh, LGSs, I've seen them, unfortunately, uh, come, and I've seen a lot of them go, especially due to the pandemic, and this is one of these shops that we got to make sure, as a community, especially if if you're in the northern Jersey area, we have to support. So please, ladies and gentlemen, do your part. Please support this LGS. So now, ladies and gentlemen, we going to discuss me and the wonderful wife are going to discuss the modern my modern horizons 2 top 10. so i'm going to start with my honorable mentions i'm going to start with persist persist is a wonderful card uh that you can use to sit there and get creatures um from the graveyard and i think Actually, non-legendary creatures, to be specific. It's one of these cards, ladies and gentlemen, that I think is going to make some noise, but not a a lot of noise due to the fact that, you know what, there is a lot of graveyard hate. All right? I'm just letting you know that. The next card, I have three of them here on my honorable mentions, also is Shardless Agent. Now, uh, you're going to see... As we speak about the uh, modern challenge decks that, we're, that I'm going to talk about, there are quite a few of these. All right, this is a very popular card. And I'm afraid this may end up being one of the few cards that may end up getting banned, okay? So, yeah, go out there and get it, but, you know, just be aware, okay? just Just be careful. Okay. And then the last card. Okay. I am one of these individuals that, yes, I started in a particular tribe. And now I'm in spirits because I love spirits to death. But my first tribe, my first love was merfolk. And of course, I'm going to talk about the merfolk god, Sveilun of Sea and Sky. Let me just tell you, uh, I've been watching uh, the spirit of the merfolk master nikachu mtg play this card and let me just tell you it's a really badass card you know what it's exactly what merfolk needed and i say bravo bravo to watsi for doing it now i know some of you were slightly disappointed that there was no true spirit out there that we could put in our uh modern deck uh and you saw everybody else getting goodies you are like Christmas morning, and everybody's getting these wonderful toys, and you got socks and underwear. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. What happens is Watsy didn't want to keep on giving to the good card, good decks. They wanted to give to the poor, humble, meager decks that just weren't making it. Okay, they were like, eh, we we love you, like the redheaded stepchild, and we're like, we love you. Here's some really good presents for you because we had the great presents. So now. Now that I'm finished doing my honorable mentions, it's now time for me to go to my top 10. In the number 10 spot...
1: Imperial Recruiter. Two generic, one red. Creature, human advisor. When Imperial Recruiter enters the battlefield, search your library for a creature card with power two or less. Reveal it into your hand, then shuffle. Power and toughness is 1-1. One, one.
0: Now, ladies and gentlemen, I picked this card because this card is just, it's a powerhouse. It's an absolute powerhouse. And you know what? It's about time it started making its mark in modern. It, it, it needed a reprint severely. And I think it's going to make some good uh, movement here and there, depending on the type of decks. I can actually see this placed in goblins. Um, I don't know about Chand. Uh, definitely not. Uh, definitely not in the uh, the the uh, prowess deck. But I, I see this card being played a lot, and you know what? It's it's a really good card. You know, just hidden. I I, I love this card. So, number at number nine, I chose...
1: Esper Sentinel. One white mana. Artifact creature, human soldier. Whenever an opponent casts their first non creature spell each turn, draw a card unless that player play, pays X where X is Esper Sentinel's power. Power and toughness is 1-1. One, one.
0: Now, I fell in love with this card the first time I saw it. I, I personally wished... That it was a spirit i i was like I, I got i personally i was one of the few that was highly disappointed this wasn't a spirit i didn't even care if it flew or not and the reason why is because uh, spirits lacks one particular thing and that's card draw we have a lot of card dr- you know uh a lot of interaction with the opponent we can start removing things here and there but unfortunately uh card drawing is not what we do and the fact that you know, if they play a non-creature spell, they have to pay mana for it. I mean, that leaves mana available for us when we use our uh, Mausoleum Wanderer to counter something. They're like, "Oh well, I already used it to, you know, to stop you from getting a, you know, getting a card." So it's like a ristic Rhyst- study with legs. I ended up seeing a uh, a game played with this. uh, Oh, God, it's a Game Nights, I believe. They, they do a uh, commander thing. And I believe the gentleman who was playing it was, uh, God, he, he's a famous singer, uh, M- uh, Malone. Okay, he was playing it. And you know, let me just tell you, great card. Great card. I, I, I'm a huge, huge fan of this card. Now, at number eight, I chose...
1: Grist, the Hunger Tide. One generic and one black and one green mana. Legendary Planeswalker, Grist. As long as Grist, the Hunter Tide, isn't on the battlefield, it's a 1-1 insect creature in addition to its other types. Loyalty, plus one. Create a 1-1 black and green insect creature token, then a mill card. If an insect card was milled this way, put a loyalty counter on Grist and repeat this process loyalty minus two you may sacrifice a creature when you do destroy target creature or planeswalker loyalty minus five each opponent loses life equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard no power tough toughness is listed
0: all right well there's a reason why there's no power and toughness listed it's because it's a planeswalker uh since you're new to the game, my wife is learning how to play. Thank God, I you know I have a a, a COVID partner, you could say, and uh, I was able to play with her. No, it's okay. You can giggle. <laughs> but uh, one reason why I really I really like this card a lot is because it's an insect that just happens to be a, a planeswalker. So this insect had its spark lit because maybe somebody like stepped on his ant pile. Uh, somebody swatted his cousin, you know, so, something happened, he got angry, he got pissed, he's like, I'm going to come back and I'm going to kill the world. Well, you know what? Here's Grist. I, I really love the flavor on this guy, especially the fact that you can get him back, co- like you can play him with Coco. How ridiculous is that for a planeswalker? Um, you know, uh, there's so much I can say. I'm a big fan. Um, Currently, the... The only decks I actually could see this played in uh, is the deck that I actually brought up in a previous episode, which was with Yagmoth. If you missed that episode, it's a shame. It's 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 an up-and-coming deck that's making a lot of noise. You got to check out this Yagmoth deck. And I have a feeling this is one of the few cards that it, it fits. It truly fits. Maybe one of, but it definitely fits the deck. Now, this is going to be a fun one for me. At number seven, I chose.
1: Asmrano Mardika Destina Koldekar.
0: Here quite before you begin, how long did it take you to pronounce
1: that? <laughs> I have no
0: idea. A long time, right? You practiced <laughs> really hard for that one. So, why don't you say the name one more time?
1: <laughs> Asmrano Mardika Destina Koldekar. Legendary Creature, Human Wizard. As long as you've discarded a card this turn, you may pay red or black to cast the spell. When this card enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a card named the Underworld Cookbook. Reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle. Sacrifice two foods. Target creature deals six damage to itself. Power and toughness is 3-3.
0: Now, let me just tell you, this is a card that it's flavored. there's a flavor text for this card that goes all the way back to alpha, all right? I don't know if you're aware of that. I actually found that out through a magic historian, and I I found the story to be quite interesting when they were talking about it, and I'm sitting here like, okay, and then learning more about this card, I'm like, how can I play with this card? This is gonna be something fun that I'm gonna try to, play with i'm assuming with a witch's oven and with the cat that goes with the witch's oven so you make a bunch of food i I, i'm excited to play with this this it it's one of these few cards that you know that shows up and you're like hmm can i break it and how do i break it and that's the fun thing about this this card i'm a big fan and uh hopefully uh you like this card as much as i do Now, at number six, I chose.
1: Ignoble, Hierarch. One green mana. Creature, Goblin, Shaman. Exalted, whenever a creature you control attacks alone, that creature gets plus one, plus one until the end of turn. Power and toughness is zero, one. Now,
0: I'm a huge fan of this card because it reminds me, obviously, of noble hierarch. The only thing they did was put IG in front of it. And uh instead of being an uh you know he, uh, I believe it was like a human shaman it's a goblin shaman. One thing I'll tell you I see a lot of decks playing this just because not only is it a mana dark but it's a mana dark that gives exalted. I mean that's that's right there why people love noble hierarchy and then you put it with the enemy colors like there's so much that this card can do i'm just wondering if once he's going to sit there and decide if they're going to spa- splash in blue net. like uh like well they already did the blue didn't they they already did the band colors and now they're doing the john colors so you know let's see what they go next you know what next hierarchy do but i'm a big fan of this card and uh Uh, I, I can't wait to see what you guys do with it. Now, at number five, I chose...
1: Douthy Voidwalker. Two black mana. Creature, Douthy Rogue. Shadow. This creature can block or be blocked by only creatures with shadow. If a card would be put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, instead exile it from a void counter on it. Tap Sacrifice Void Walker. Choose an exiled card an opponent owns with a void counter on it. You may play it this turn without paying its mana. Power and toughness is
0: 3-2. Now, let me just tell you, when I saw this card, I think you, many people, were, you were like me, like, holy crap, this is a really good card. The, f- the fact that it has three separate abilities okay the shadow ability alone okay fine it's unblockable how many people how many cards are out there that you know have shadow or that's used in the modern meta none none at all and the fact that it's a lane line of the void on a on a body of three two so i'm going to be smashing into my opponent my opponent and they're automatically taking three that's stupid then the fact that whenever they cast a card, it goes out of the game, out of the game. It's it's, it's not even. Oh, it goes into the library. No, it's exiled. Put a void counter on it. Now the cool thing is, you know, if you've done enough damage and you got a you know a game ending card with a void counter on it, you can sacrifice this card. You tap it, obviously, but you can pay the play the card without paying the mana cost. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget Loris. I'm just saying, think about this card in Loris, and then you want to may you may want to consider grief, just, just, just throwing it out there. Now, the, I mean, do I potentially see this being a deck? And yet, it, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not the one to speculate. You know, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm a huge fan. I think this card's going to be making noise. Who knows? But I, I really, really. I like this card a lot. At number four, I chose...
1: General Ferris Rockerick. One generic, one red, one white mana. Legendary creature, human soldier. Hexproof from monocolored. Whenever you cast a multicolored spell, create a 4-4 red-white golem artifact creature token. Power and toughness is 3-1.
0: No. You're going to go to it. Come on, man. Really? This guy? In your top five? Nah, you, you couldn't have picked this guy in the top five. Let me just tell you why I did. Just by one simple factor alone. Hexproof from monocolors. The reason why that's important, ladies and gentlemen, is because most of the removal that's in modern is what? It's monocolored. Now, they've printed, you know, multicolored cards where you can get at it. But realistically, it's going to be really, really hard to kill. And the fact that anytime he, or say you as the player, can sit there and play a multicolored card, you get a 4-4 Golem? A 4-4 Golem, are you kidding me? Not I mean okay he's 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 strong as can be got the power of three and you know he's you know got a well, toughness of one I mean his suit of armor ain't helping him out but he but he makes four fours that's ridiculous ladies and gentlemen now I know you're gonna go this is this right here Dwight is nothing more than a commander I disagree I have a feeling this is one of the few cards that I end up going to be making some type of noise out there in the modern meta. Just just watch. I, I have that feeling. Now, at number three, I selected...
1: Urza Saga. Enchantment Land Urza Saga. As this saga enters and after you... Your draw step, add a lore counter sacrifice after 3. Chapter 1, Urza Saga gains 2, tap. Create a 0-0 zero, zero colorless construct artifact creature token with this creature gets a 1 plus 1 plus 1 for each artifact you control. Chapter 2, Urza gains 2, tap. Create a 0-0 zero, zero color, colorless construct artifact creature token with this creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact you contr- you control. Chapter three: Search your library for an artifact card with mana cost zero or one. Put it into the battlefield, then shuffle.
0: Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you: this card is—you know—I'm—you know—this is a sneak peek for the top eight. This card's everywhere. This card is being used everywhere. I I heard someone sit there and say this statement and I started chuckling in my mind. Urza Saga is as broke as the Urza Saga block. Or the Urza set. It's Urza's Urza, man. Like something about these artifacts and him just, just spell busted. Now, do I want to get my hands on one? Of course. Does it fit its spirits? No, I'll, I won't use it in spirits. But it's something I will be using as I, you know, brew. I, I'm a brewer. I like to play test. I like doing weird things. So it's all good. But I, this Urza Saga, man, big fan. And I, I'm, I, it's one of the few cards that I actually see that may be potentially banned. Next to Shardless Agent I don't know why I get that feeling You know Go ahead Collect yours today But Some You know There's something in my mind that's it, it screams It's It's gonna be misplay, You know Overplayed Now At number two I chose
1: Elemental Incarnations Solitude, Grief, Subtlety, Endurance, and Fury.
0: Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I love these cards. Hands down, I think they're all great. I think they're interesting. Um, Obviously, some are stronger than others. Um, I'm going to put them in the order that I think they're great. I personally think number one for me is Solitude. I think Solitude is one of these cards that... You know, we had to have Sword the Plusher back. Then I'd say grief is my second a uh, second favorite. Just the fact that I I see this card is not as most players see it as a uh, Thoughtseize. Yeah, it can be used as as Thoughtseize, but. It's. I think it's more of a later game where you can use it as a three-two creature to attack. But at the same time, it's like okay, let me let me see what's in my opponent's hand. If there's something me stopping me from getting the wind, win, I'll just take it out of their hand. I think that's primarily where we're gonna go with this card. I don't think you know to use it out initially or really quick. You're really doing yourself a disservice because of the fact that. Uh, you're losing card advantage. And then subtlety. I think subtlety is ridiculous. Um, I know the friend of the show, Andre Segura, the spirit master, he loves this card. He calls it the force of will. Uh, I won't go that hard on it. But the fact that you can return a creature or a, a planeswalker and put it on top of a library or bottom of a library, it, that's ridiculous. And it's, You know, the, the only drawback Especially in Spirit Suits, we don't draw cards. And then we're going to lose card advantage to play this card. That's the only thing that really sucks about Solitude and uh, Subtlety. Now, one, one card I'll tell you that really bites my ass is Endurance. Endurance is one of these cards that... Uh, <laughs> come on, man. With spirit, uh, uh, Watsy, what did you have to do this? Two green and one for a three four. Flash reach, you could play. They can green players can play this at any time, and block one of our flyers. And then the fact that if we have Moreland Hunt in play, oh, that means they could put our uh, spirits on the bottom of our library. That sucks, man. I, I want to be be able to use my Morlun Hunt. And then finally, Fury. Fury is absolute trash. Um, I wish you could. I just wish Watsi would just made, I just don't understand how this why they made this one so weak. I, I'm highly disappointed uh with that, but I am a huge fan of these cards. I think they're all awesome. My only concern, honestly, is the drawback of card disadvantage with it. Now at number one, the one, the only, I have selected. Ragavan, Nam.
1: Nimble Pilfer, one red mana, legendary creature, monkey pirate. Whenever Ragavan Nimble Pilfer deals combat damage to a player, create a treasure token and exile the top of that player's library. Until end of turn, you may cast that card. Dash one generic and one red mana.
0: All right, let me just tell you. I'm going to be honest with you. Here goes more honesty than you guys need to know. I don't like monkeys. I've never been a fan of monkeys in all my life. And the reason why is in my youth, uh, I lived in Latin America, Peru to be specific, around when I was 12 years old, and I was bitten by a monkey. And it hurt a lot. Unfortunately, it was not radioactive, and I did not get super powers. Become monkey man. But I will never forget that monkey bite. And it's one of the monkeys that's the major reasons why I don't like monkeys. Also, I don't like llamas, but that's a different story for another day. But when it comes to Ragavan, for one mana, let me just tell you, hands down, this card is ridiculous. You got to consider back in the day, there was a card called Jackal Pup. Okay, that thing was really good and then now it's just utter trash the fact that you know if you deal damage you can create a treasure token really or the fact that you can exile the top card of an opponent's library come on man and you get to play it you could end up playing that card that's stupid powerful i don't know what watsi was thinking but i can understand why? Everybody and their mother is trying to get their hands on this card. This card's a terribly expensive card. I think it was like a 100 bucks. I think, last week. Now, I think, you know, with supply starting to show up at, you know, here and there a little bit more, I think it's dropped down to 80 bucks. but Jesus, that's one expensive monkey. That's what I'm going to say about that. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was my top 10. So, in my top, my honorable mentions persist. Charlotte's agent, Sven Loon of the Seas. Then in number order, number 10, Imperial Recruiter. Nine, Esper Sentinel. Number eight, Gris the Hunger Tide. Seven, I'll let my wife try to say it. Number seven.
1: As Morano Mardika Destina Kuldakar.
0: Okay, because I did definitely didn't want to say that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and number six, Ignoble Hierarche. Five Dottie Voidwalker, four General Affairs, uh, Rorik, uh, number three Urza Saga, number two the Elemental Incarnations, all of them, and then it would you know maybe with the exception of Fury, and then number one Ragavan Nimble Perforer. So that's what those are my top ten. I hope you liked. Now before I begin into the top eights of last week let me go back into discussing magnolia gaming okay they just opened on tuesday this tuesday all right they they haven't even had their grand opening yet they basically have their soft opening but they have pre they have the modern horizons 2 pre-release events right now so you can go to their shop right now i think they're having one right now as we speak and then one this upcoming sunday so it's a moral imperative that you go all right this is a place they focus on trading card games, board games, D&D, and they have a decent variety of products in the store. Currently they're working on a schedule for a weekly and monthly events. So if you're in there the, in that area, go let them know what you want to see and what you want to play. And also if you have if you play Flesh and Blood, you can do that there or if not they'll probably end up teaching you how to play Flesh and Blood. Uh, this is a moral imperative. Please, 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 Magnolia Gaming in Hoboken. All right? Check them out on their Facebook, Magnolia Gaming Hoboken, or their website, magnoliagaming.com. Tell Mike that you heard it here on the show, MTG Ectoplasm, and uh, go out there and support them, all right? Now, my top eight. The top, well, not my top eight, but the uh, MTGO... uh, Modern League Challenge. Here my hands. You hear my hands? There you go. You hear it my hands. Now on Saturday, okay, this is when you could actually start playing with the modern modern horizons 2 cards. In first place, there was Death and Taxes. Now they were using Solitude and Sanctifier Invec. Now uh I was actually surprised that Death and Taxes made it in first place as a deck that's been on the fringes. It really depends. You have to be a great pilot to pilot this, but I was really amazed that it it, it really made first place, and I'm happy for that particular crew that m- plays that. Second place, you know what? This may be good for us, ladies and gentlemen. This is a tribal deck, and that's humans, and they were using Shardless Agent. Now, mind you, remember how I said this—that card's all, almost everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. So don't be don't be surprised. Just saying, if that card gets banned. And third was Amulet Titan. This card, this deck was using everything basically. They were using Urza Saga, the Yavamaya's Cradle, and other cards. Now, I was actually surprised they were using Yavamaya's Cradle because I really couldn't understand like why do you need so much green but then looking at their deck list it was like oh stupid they use a lot of green so just be aware that amulet titan is now using urza saga and yavamaya's creedle growth now in fourth there was teamer cascade they were using the split card fire nice and once again shardless agent surprise 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 now and 5th, 6th, and 7th, three, uh, three si- same decks, Living End. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Living End is back. And you, you want to take a wild guess what card was there? Take a wild guess what card was there. Persist and
1: Shardless. No,
0: just Shardless Agent. Sorry, I had my whip just poking at the card and see if she could save for me. Now they were doing three; they were all doing Charlotte's agent, and let me just tell you, like I said, man, this 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 card is going to end up getting banned, ladies and gentlemen. And then eighth place in the Saturday uh, Modern Challenge was Pure Steel Combo, and they were using Urza Saga. I don't know, man, like. That card has broke all over it. Now, what was cool about it is in during the in this competition, this modern challenge, friend of the show, Dr. Katz, all right, he came in 18th place. I believe he was using a Azorius deck. Now, he was running simple, some of the new cards in the deck. I'm going to hopefully have him on the show this Sunday so you can listen to the interview, and uh, we can discuss further about what modern what 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 spirits can do with the Modern Horizons 2 and how we see spirits in the new modern meta, all right? Because right now, modern is wide open. And I think, you know, it's going to be good for us spirits. I'm just saying. Now, on Sunday, okay, June uh, June 6th, their top eight was, in the first place, was Hardened Scales, now, mind you, remember, I talked about this in a previous episode, ladies and gentlemen, Hardened Scales. Told you to be aware of it, mindful. You may want to go back and check that episode, but the fact that they ended up adding three cards from the new set. They put Zebez the Glimmer Wasp, okay? That's, a, that's an interesting card that may get flying. Then they put Power Depot, and then Urza Saga. Surprise, 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 right? Because why wouldn't we want to put more artifact stuff in an artifact deck? Just saying. In second place was Teamer Cascade. They were using uh, Subtlety and Shardless Agent. Here you go. You know, finally, the first appearance of a incarnation, elemental incarnation. And then, of course, the card that I expect to end up getting banned eventually, Shardless Agent. Then in third was 5 colored niv where they were using General Ferris, uh, Rook, uh, Rocky, Rook, uh, the the General guy. I'm the, the, I'm going to call him the General, not the guy from the insurance commercials, but the General. And uh, let me just tell you that that deck has a lot of multicoloring there. So expect you know just be aware when you see that they may have the General in there and expect to see a lot of four four golems. So, spear players, you've been warned. Now, the next three decks, I'm going to, the next three spots, and number four, okay, a lot of cards. It was the Galgari Evolution. This is the one with Yagmoth, the one deck that I told you that I did an episode on. They're using Ignoble Hierarch, Grist the Hunger Tide, uh, uh, sorry, Yavumar, uh Cradle of Growth, and Endurance. Okay, that's a lot of cards there, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, this deck got a massive improvement thanks to Modern Horizons 2. Do I see it being top eight constantly? Well, it depends on how many players play it. It's a good, solid deck, just like uh, Hardened Scales is. So this may be the the beginning of a new... meta especially with living end at number five you have saltai sacrifice all right they have asmirano they have the underworld cookbook urza saga again and then break the ice okay this is a fun deck let me just tell you i've seen this deck played online on twitch let me just tell you i love this deck but i'm a spirit guy and i'm not switching up okay i have my loyalties I'm like a dog. I'm very loyal. Not going anywhere. But this is a very, very, very mean and sick deck. Be aware that Esmerano is making moves. And sixth, you have Azorius Control. Okay. This is where you're going to find, of course, Counterspell. Okay. Why, Why wouldn't it be there? Okay. I know many spirit players are like, well, we should be playing Counterspell. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I did an episode about that too. Go back and look at my library, check it out, and you'll understand why we may not be on to use Counterspell. They're also using Urza Saga. Surprise, surprise, right? Prismatic Ending. That's a great card, ladies and gentlemen, that everybody's sleeping on just because of the fact that it's a sorcery. Just keep an eye out there. In Spanish, we say ponga ojo. Try, you know, keep an eye. This is a very good card. Then you have a Blossoming Calm and then Zoran Orb, okay? Same. This, you know, control, it really wants to control the atmosphere. Just beware. At number seven, this one surprised the crap out of me, all right? I was like, are you kidding me? Someone actually played it, and yeah, they did. Ad nauseum. And Nassim's back, ladies and gentlemen. And the card that made them back is Profane Tutor. Go figure. Profane Tutor made that deck back. You know what? Let's look, let, you know, do <laughs> this is one of those decks that have just always been, like, they're right there, and then they go away. Right there, and they go away. I'm excited. to. St- I'm happy to see it back. All right. And then finally, Eldrazi, Ch- Eldrazi Tron. Can you believe? Between you and me, don't tell anybody, they didn't put any new cards from the new set. Nothing in the sideboard. Nothing in the main. Nothing. So what I will say later, once again, ladies and gentlemen, that, that right there was your top eight on Sunday. So you got your top eight on Saturday, top eight on Sunday. There you go. What I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, modern is wide open. Okay? Don't expect any of the old stuff expect well don't expect any craziness because you're going to see a lot of the old decks coming back all right a a lot of decks that you saw disappear about a year year and a half ago they're making moves and they're coming back all right some of the new decks decks that are in the current modern meta they don't want to go away they don't want to disappear into the night they want to stand strong and fight so I love the fact right now how I'm seeing the current meta. I'm loving it. I'm liking it. I think Spirits is in a great position. But time will tell. And, you know, keep on listening to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be your cheerleader. I'm going to be rooting you on. Now. Now it's time, ladies and gentlemen. It's the shout out section where I'm looking for the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. All right. Now, here in my hands, in historic, on June 7th, first place in a mono blue snow build, platinum mythic rank player. Congratulations, Platinum Mythic rank Player. You keep on doing it, kicking ass and historic. You know what? I, I hope you'd keep on doing it over and over and again. I, I enjoy just shouting you out here. Now in Pioneer, on June 3rd, a player went 5-0 with an Azorius build in an MTGO league, and that was draft. Ladies and gentlemen, draft. On June 7th, another player went 5-0 in a Bant build in an MTGO league. And that's Pauzer 5 P-A-U-C-R-5, 5, Pauzer 5 And then June 10th, another individual in 5-0 and another mono blue snow build in an MTGO league, and that's Drevo Polomo, Polmo, Polom, sorry, Drevo Polom. Now what I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, look right there. The third, the seventh, the tenth, we have an Azorius, a Bant, and a Mono Blue Snowbelt. You know what that means, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't matter what you know, what style you like. Spirit kicks ass in any format, any any style that you like. It kicks ass. So congratulations to all those players in Pioneer. Thank you for proving Spirits is the best in Pioneer. And now, now, ladies and gentlemen, Modern. Unfortunately, we didn't have anybody in Legacy. Don't worry. You know, one of you guys will get there. I'm going to be rooting for you, ladies and gentlemen. And Modern. June 1st, 5-0 with an Azorius build. An MTGO League. It's K-O-R-W. Corb. Okay. Congratulations on June 8th. In a uh, 5-0 finish. In a Bant build. Dr. Queller once again Dr. Queller is kicking ass and then surprisingly June 11th 5 build 5 uh, with a bant build Dr. Queller again surprisingly he, you know he changed up his sideboard and if you get a chance check it out he's actually using one of the new courts Sanctifier and vec just, just saying ladies and gentlemen check out that list it's a pretty damn good list you'll end up liking it so congratulations To those players in modern, thank you for proving that Spirits is the best deck in every single format and proving, you know what? Spirits is great. I love Spirits. So finally, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the show. I want to say thank you for listening. I want to say thank you to my beautiful wife, the Ravishing Renata.
1: It's been a pleasure being on the show with you.
0: There you go so ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening humbled appreciated the thousand a plus of you listening around the world making this your number one listen to spirit podcast just please don't forget support the show listen hit that like subscribe button on whatever streaming media that you're using hit that button for me and then also don't forget magnolia gaming in hoboken new jersey support your local lgs's right now with this modern to modern horizons 2 release all right ladies and gentlemen so i got nothing more to say so you have a great day we're out of here